Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, who I believe is quite groggy. I'm a little bit groggy, a little bit zombied. It's just, uh, yeah, it's never easy to go from a night shift of TLC straight into. Uh, well, we have a day, we had yesterday off to recover, mm-hmm. but then we're right back in. Yes. It's like it's like two days of not quite work, but also not quite leisure. That's quite, That's exactly yeah, a great way to put it. Weird. Yeah. But how was your weekend? Other than that, because you and I, mm. I mean, we 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 teased this on the Friday show, but we went to a very very exclusive party on the Friday night. The most exclusive. And we all know that that exclusive party was a penguin party. How are the penguins? Oh, my penguin. Oh, mate. I got too hard into it. So you're, you're, you're joking about the YouTube you. Christmas yes, party we, that yes. we went to. We're, yeah, we're that cool. Um, and yes, we were the oldest people there. Oh, my God. We were talking to one guy, very nice guy, polite guy. Uh, he, he came over and just started talking to me as I was getting some truffle <laughs> grated onto my potatoes. <laughs> It, it was, was that sort of event, folks. It was heavily catered in, oh, in, yeah. a, in an amazing way. The food was great. Amazing, yeah. Um, and yeah, we're chatting back and forth. And he said something like, oh, yeah, because I've had to, I've only just made my return to YouTube. Uh, he's had three channels. He's got three channels, all of about half a million subscribers each. He said, yeah, I've just made my return to YouTube, actually, after a year being out because I had to study for my A-levels. That's something you do when you're 17, everyone. Yeah, you have three YouTube channels with half a million subscribers. And he's eight. That's three. That's 1.5 million subscribers overall. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You've got it all figured out. I was an idiot. More of an idiot. 
when I was your age. And he said, you know, off to do marketing and media at uni. I was like, well, that's, that's going to help you a lot. Uh, and his channel was about crushing things. Yeah. He had a big hydraulic crushing machine that he'd bought from the success of his Nerf YouTube channel, which was focused on Nerf things. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I admired him. But the override in emotion was resentment. Yes. And mm. I, as I looked around, I did think this really is a young person's game. and We're far too old to be on YouTube and talking about things. Because everyone there was talking about like, oh, I'm just about to start my second year of university. You know, these, yes. are, these are people who have grown up uh, with YouTube as part of their lives. However, when I was chatting to this, this gentleman yeah. and he said, did you go to university? I said, <laughs> yeah, when I went to university, YouTube wasn't a thing. Like it hadn't, it hadn't been invented yet. Mm. And so the things that I learned at university were quickly rendered pointless and meaningless. You started talking to him about some old edit pieces of software where you would video edit stuff on. You know, there was Final Cut Pro, there was Avid, and then you had like... Well, I was using Avid. You were using Avid. Avid when I was at university because that at the time was the industry standard. It was, yeah. And then uh, then Adobe Premiere kind of came up and took the crown when Apple botched everything with the release of Final Cut 10. Mm. And yeah, but he, when you were saying those things, he was looking at you like you were talking about editing on old Egyptian paper. Yes, because I, also, I was also talking about flash animations which is one of the other things I learned at university, which was rendered pointless. In the politest possible, this guy was lovely. It was great. He was lovely. Yeah. He just, there was a huge disconnect. There was a decade between us. And then another guy popped over. It was a smart event. It was creative black tie, which doesn't mean you can just turn up in one of those T-shirts with a tux printed on it. Which is what you thought you could I do. I thought I could do that. <laughs> no, you have to go in a suit with a nice, but we had bow ties on. Uh, but then this this other guy runs up, really excitable, runs over to the guy we were talking to. It's like this, 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 and he was wearing a big garish puffer jacket over his suit, and it wasn't cold. No, it was a it was a fashion statement. I was talking to that guy. He didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> he, he was he 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 saw us and he thought, nah. nope, they're <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty much dead. Yeah, and can't collab with old people. And he, I just said, oh, what does, your, what does your channel do? And he just looked at me and he went, remixes. <laughs> and then he walked off. <laughs> I, um, I made someone effectively walk away from us as well because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they had a, a waffle stand where you could get like a waffle Christmas tree on a stick, mm. like a long stick. It's delicious. It was really good. And it was like, it was like Subway, so you could choose whatever you wanted to go on there. Me and the the lady that was running that had great banter about all about the fact that I was putting everything. You put everything on there. Yeah, because you said the works. You said, "Oh, I'll have the chocolate sauce, oh, but I really want the the milk, the, the white chocolate." And I was like, "Well, just have both." And you're like, "I can't have both." And then she said, "You can have both if you want." Yeah. So I put both and a load of crushed Oreos. Oh. But it was just you had just one topping. Yeah. Whereas I was like, no, 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 no. Give me the milk chocolate sauce, the white chocolate sauce, and the Smarties, and a load of other toppings, and then cover that in caramel sauce. <laughs> but anyway, so that was so we were having great banter about that. 
but the there was a guy who was in front of us and we were like we were sort of marveling at them being like wow these look great and he turned around and said yeah everything tastes better on a stick and i said title of your sex tape and he smiled politely and walked and off. walked off i don't think he even got a waffle <laughs> <laughs> and later, we we went in. There was a karaoke mix still. We went into a karaoke room, and that guy that you'd sort of probably, you know, he probably t- he's a younger person. He probably just heard a homophobic comment, <laughs> and he was up there doing karaoke, and everyone loved him. Yeah, and I thought, ah, oh, we accidentally made one of the cool kids here feel bad. I don't, th- I don't know. I I think he thought we're just lame. Yeah, that as well. Uh, and he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. Absolutely but not wrong. not the lamest people there. One guy did get up on the karaoke stage, got the microphone. He was dressed in an <laughs> extravagant <laughs> coat and silly sunglasses. And he said before he started his performance, two million subscribers, y'all! <laughs> I think he might have, in fact, said two million subs. Yeah. You haven't got time for all those ribers. So that's... Uh, I'm hoping it was a... Uh, sort of ironic joke at his own expense. But seeing how he behaved around the rest of the event, I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. And then... I saw him trying to mount a uh, a life-size horse. Reindeer. Jingle yeah, horse. Yeah, ra- ra- jingle horse <laughs> later, uh, which you were not meant to do. No. Yeah, but he did. He took a... a I'm sure he posted that shot to Instagram. Yeah, where he's probably got two million followers, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we we decided that you know we we'd had all of our free drinks. It was probably and food. I was stuffed. <laughs> it was probably time to depart. Um, I had to get a tube home. You know, it was nearly nine o'clock. It was your birthday then the following day. It was indeed. Um, and you and I got into a discussion about garage music because Daniel Beddingfield was being played, and I was like, ah, oh, one of the pioneers of that early aughts garage scene. And you said, that's not garage music. Oh, so you do, you're just saying this story, this part of the story so you can bring up how you were correct. Well, yes, because then, <laughs> then Wikipedia did it and turned out I was correct. But also, like, we were just, you know, just chatting about garage music. And as we walked to, like, leave, lo and behold, there was someone on stage talking about garage music and said, we've got a pioneering group of the London, UK garage scene here to perform for you. And you and I sort of was like, huh, I wonder who this could be. And it was so solid, crew. I got 21 seconds to go. I got 21 seconds to go. I got 21 seconds to go. 21 seconds before I got to go. 21 seconds. Tap, tap, 21 seconds. What are you doing? You're doing tap, tap, tap. It was tap, tap, tap. Because it's to a go. No, it was 21 seconds. Tap, tap, tap. It's in 21 seconds to go. thing. Yeah. Maybe. We're very old. No, we're not. We're hip. We, well, we went to a So Solid Crew concert at the weekend. Yes, I know. But that was meant to be like nostalgia for like they were kid. Like the, the people they were appealing to were kids when that song came out. Whereas you and I were getting I was ready. a kid. We were getting ready to go to university. That came out in like 2002. And I was getting ready to go to university. I was a kid. I was 13. You're old, man. <laughs> You're past it. But YouTube the, wasn't even a thing when you were alive. But, but those, but like, those people weren't thirteen; they were five. Like we, when I was at university, yes. 
the big sort of like nostalgia based song was the Out Here Brothers doing boom boom boom. Let me hear you say wayo wayo. Now it's so solid crew, mm. which is the song that I was you know the the music that was out when I was leaving school. And that wasn't the only gig I went to that weekend. That's I'm sure right, we yeah. can talk about it in the outro. Yes, we're going to get to the outro portion of this show. Uh, so let's dive into Raw, where, hey guys, there was a new WWE debut of sorts. Was kind there? Of, kind question of? Mark. Question mark. There's also one next week, so there's a lot to discuss. Here is the show. This debut call-up cameo kind of thing. Yeah, so Diona Perazzo, well, Asuka came out for a match, and they announced that, hey, she's going to be facing Diona Perazzo coming up next. Sorry, you were going to... Well, I was just going to say, it was Asuka came out, and then with Kyrie Sane, of course. Yes. Kyrie Sane, you know, she's just, she's totally fine, I'm sure, but she only came to the stage... Oh, sorry, I thought you were WWEing walked, it for a second there. Then like... walked off. Yeah, no, no, I am. I'm okay. prejudicing. No, she she is obviously injured. Uh, so injured, she wasn't even allowed to go to ringside. I imagine that's because if she was allowed to go to ringside, she'll be weird being there and not getting involved. But, you know, the, the speculation and educated guesses is that she suffered a concussion on that TLC main event, uh, that she should have been taken out of the match, you know, as soon as it happened, really, as soon yeah, as it became obvious. Pretty much. Uh, and, yeah, it's... It's it's it was a bad scene. Bad bad scene. But on to Raw. So Asuka, they announced Asuka has got a match coming up next with Diona Perazzo from NXT, mm. and Diona Perazzo got a video package highlighting all the the work she did because she was part of the the May Young Classic, and then but she hasn't really done anything in NXT yet, uh, apart from being shown at ringside with with her and Chelsea Green. And then she came out, she had this match, about a five-minute match, which Asuka won. But Perazzo did take quite a bit of it. Yeah, I liked how they framed this on commentary. They they kept on going over how... Imp- and it's, a lot of it was Samoa Joe. I said I haven't really seen Samoa Joe be great at commentary so far. He's just been there, and he's different to the usual stuff. And he, he does have an interesting insight in the stuff. But I thought he, he was really good this week. He was noticeably... Much better than everyone else on yeah. commentary, but yeah, that they were saying how, para- like Asuka, competed in TLC last night. That was a hell of a lot of punishment. She's amazing to just walk out here and be able to wrestle, and that that kind of makes it okay for Perazzo to get so much offense in. In my head, yeah, I thought, but neither neither wrestler looked weak. I thought I thought they both came out of this looking really good. Yeah, I think Asuka gave Perazzo just enough mm. to be like, let's show what you can do. And um, she's been getting a lot of praise backstage as well. Like, Natalia posted up a, uh, a photo of them two backstage being like, I hope we get to wrestle on Raw one day. But maybe that's just Natty wanting to get some matches yeah. <laughs> under a belt. Remember me? Yeah. I won the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia. I was um, tagging with Charlotte Flair only a few weeks yeah. ago before Becky Lynch stole my spot. Um, so it was interesting that Deonna Parazzo had a match. She had an NXT name bar. So it was very much, this is NXT's Deonna Parazzo. But it's also interesting to know. So if you did not like this crowd at this show, you've got them again next week because they did a double taping here. They've taped uh, next week's show as well uh, as the, the live show that they did. So this crowd watched a lot of wrestling. 
Yeah. And on that and show... And they weren't even into one show's worth of wrestling, <laughs> no. it seemed. But, and this is no spoilers. We're not going to go into spoilers like what happens in terms of the US title match or anything like that. But Deanna Perrazzo's tag team partner in NXT, Chelsea Green also had a match. So that they haven't done anything on TV. This is sort of on the house show circuit. Chelsea Green, former... I've forgotten her TNA name. She was in Ring of Honor as well. Chelsea Green? No, oh, sorry. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Chelsea Green was um, Hot Mess, uh, yeah, Laurel yeah, Van Ness. Yeah. Laurel Van Ness, uh, real-life girlfriend of Zack Ryder. Yeah, but again, they, they haven't... They, it's just been on house shows that they've been working on this. So maybe WWE is seeing that as an act that is a main roster act, and they're getting them ready on the, the house show circuit for NXT, but not an NXT act. Yes, because, yeah, Chelsea Green uh, has a match next week with Charlotte Flair. Um, I don't think we need to go into spoilers about how no. that one goes. Um, but it's it's just interesting. It's those two in particular, being that they are a tag team, and they're quite lacking in women's tag teams at the moment. Really, there's only three. There's maybe four. Iconics... Alexa oh, Bliss and Nikki Cross. Fire and Desire. Fire and Desire. Kabuki Warriors. So four? Blonde people. They all seem to just merge together. Lacey Evans and Natalia. Natalia and Charlotte. Because I, I think the, the tandem between Becky and Charlotte's over now. Mm. Because they were very much setting up uh, Becky and Asuka on this show as a singles match for the Royal Rumble to play off the match that they had last year. I want to see Charlotte Kyrie. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. So, yeah, so it's interesting that it's those two. So do you think that this is just a cameo appearance or do you think there's something else to this? It's not a cameo. In my, in my guess, mm-hmm. it's not a cameo appearance, which we've had loads of before. You know, Pete Dunne would appear on a UK taping. We're like, oh, wow, Pete Dunne's good. No, it's just a one-off raw thing for this crowd. Uh, and, yeah, they might have been like, oh, God, it's a double taping. It's Christmas. No one's watching anyway. Dana Brooks too busy tweeting Batista. It's on SmackDown. Yeah. I sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they forgot that too. <laughs> so they just get some people in to take some losses. Like they they, yeah. they they just want some people to take some losses. These two aren't doing anything in NXT, so it's not really going to harm the third brand, uh, which Triple H seems to be very protective over now. Rightfully so. But I, I don't, they had NXT name bars. That's that's the thing for me. Yeah. And that reminds me of the Build to Survivor series when you'd have these people come in and they'd have the NXT name bars as opposed to the Raw or SmackDown ones. And what cross-branded event do we have on the horizon? We've got the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is reportedly going to be made up of 10 Raw, 10 SmackDown, 10 NXT stars. I imagine that's for both the men and women. Do Raw and SmackDown have 10 women in their divisions? Well, maybe that's why they're... Yeah, they're... <laughs> Alicia Fox, come out of the alumni page. I'm actually going to check this out. I want to see how many stars there I'm are. I'm sure they've got 10 women a brand. Well, uh, you, you carry on. I'm going to have but a look. I, I think they will feature sporadically on TV, so it's more than a cameo one-off, but I think it's with the goal of establishing their presences in the audience's view, in the audience's minds, for when they appear in the Royal Rumble match, which is smart. I mean, really, you should just build up all the women you have already and do it that way. But uh, Luke is counting. Okay, so they have ten uh, active wrestlers, but that does include Nia Jax and Naomi 
and Ruby Riot, who are out injured. Well, Naomi's, we, not, injured. Naomi's not injured. We just don't know where she is. But Nia Jax and Ruby Riot are out. Um, you could get Zelina Vega in there and Maria Kanellis, but she's yeah for, for the for the Rumble. Not not Kanellis. <laughs> no. She's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, but I think Nia Jax will be back for the Rumble. And then on the uh, SmackDown side of things, you've got uh, Alexa Bliss, not Bailey because she's champion. Um, that also didn't count in Asuka and um, Becky Lynch. Um, and then, for, yeah, you've got Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Dana Brooke, uh, Ember Moon's injured, Lacey Evans. Ooh, Lana's listed. Um, is this competitive? Okay. Uh, Mandy Rose, uh, Mickey James, Nikki Cross, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville, and Tamina. So they mm. just about have 10. Yeah. Uh, well, that's. Uh... So what? Yeah, what? What do you think? Do you I, think I, it's I, a, I think a full it's call yeah. Up? I no, I think it's just a the Royal Rumble's coming up soon. It's a way to get some of these names on TV to then feature them into the Rumble itself. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some men's wrestlers as well mm. uh, leading up into the Rumble <laughs> because brand split be damned. Like I know they want to take this seriously, but I don't think they ever will. So we're just going to keep getting cross brand stuff. Also, it's a way to get NXT names featured on the shows that have way more viewers than mm. NXT gets. So I think it's um, I think it's more for that, but I, I, it is interesting that she got the video package, and her tag partner was featured on next week's show. So I could also see in the new year them have a couple more appearances, and then you know snap and attack, and that sort of then establishes them as a main roster act. Hey, the idea behind the women's tag belts is that they're floating. Maybe it's a way to set up a challenge against the Kabuki Warriors to come to NXT. Yeah. So. A, I, I think, I know there's all the brand split stuff, but I really do think NXT should be promoted more and more on SmackDown. Uh, it's just, I wouldn't have also said quite definitively, brand split means brand split what? after Survivor yeah. Series. And then just a week later, having Sami Zayn turn up on Raw. Yeah, no Sami Zayn on this week's show. Yeah. Uh, what if... What if, to your point, mm. that they do the women's tag title match down in NXT and Perazzo and Green win and it moves the women's tag belts to NXT and moves them off Raw and SmackDown? I mean, it's not the worst idea in the world. It's not, it's not the worst. I, I, yeah, we'll see. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, but before we get into the s- s- super chats to hear all of your thoughts, we've got some Patreon shoutouts to do for our twenty-five dollar a month or more pledge hammers. There's a lot here. Yeah, Is that right. Yes, because we've got to get through them before the end of the month. All oh, right. And also, those Patreon pledge hammers have just been given an early Christmas present that you get every month anyway, which is. <laughs> Ollie and I reviewing a classic wrestling pay-per-view, and this month's pay-per-view was WWE TLC 2011. What was on that show? CM Punk versus The Miz versus Alberto Del Rio in an excellent TLC match. I I said probably top five of the last ten years. Yep. And we also got, finally, Zack Ryder winning singles gold after debuting Z True Long Island Story and getting over in February. Daniel Bryan cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, yeah. It was a you know a fun show. And also Kevin Nash versus Triple H in a ladder match yeah. in 2011. Yeah. It's the slowest ladder match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's now up for our Patreon Pledge Hammer. So head on over to check that out. It's about two and a half hours long. In fact, it's over two and a half hours. And the pay-per-view itself is about 2.45. Oh, yeah. Uh, so thank you. Moving sideways, Kieran Crabtree. Oh, moving sideways. Renomeka! Ron Srejan! Yeah. Jack Daniels on the rocks. On the Carl rocks. On the Carl rocks. <laughs> He's a sexy man. Sexy not a, man. Not an Andrew Gross man. Gross man. Laurie Blake's personal security, Dave Humphreys. Nice. Good work, Dave. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Girls on film, Erica Duran. Great song, great person. It's pronounced like methamphetamines, Sethamphetamines. Who suggested TLC 2011? New kid on the block, Ben Newcomb. Yeah, yes. nice. The power couple, Stephen and Giovanna. Thank Look at you, them, Stephen they're beautiful. And Giovanna watching over us. Becky's favourite brother, James Lynch. She had Whoa. a good show, good show. Vito Ventura. Pet Detective. Yes. My favourite films of my childhood. Only gets remotely transphobic in the last third. <laughs> More news at 11. Atheist news. Yes, nice. The Hunter, Tyler Bailey. Woo! Sayonara, Cheney Grant. Yes, yeah, sayonara indeed. And lastly, Air Jordan Griffey. Woo-hoo. Or Griff, I'm not sure. Let's get into your such, such, such super chats. Uh, get them in, of course. We'll get to all of them on the show, uh, including the post-show super chat after party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jobber JJ four nine six, Ollie Davis's number one fan. 
They say gauntlet match, but no finish was WCW levels of dumb. I don't think it, I, th- I, I, th- I thought it was bad. I, I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did. I thought it was annoying, sure. But everyone else is like, this, this company. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> WCW once had a countout win in a Falls Count Anywhere match. As Vinny V once eloquently said in the Brian and Vinny show, a fall could have happened on the moon. Yeah. It could have happened anywhere because Falls Count Anywhere and one of them won by count out. That is WCW levels of dumb. Just having a no finish to a gauntlet match is just bad. It's just annoying. Yeah. yeah. And Jobber JJ got in again. Uh, they said, my, my new t-shirt, Bad 2 Nitro. Yeah, so apparently this has in the chat. This has a little bit of context to it, if you want to explain the context from the mod. So t- oh, oh, what what's the hell? this? Happy birthday to Luke. Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday, Pete. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Everyone in. Everyone in. Thank you. It's not my birthday. Did you get engaged as well? Congratulations. It was Luke's birthday on Saturday. It was. Here's your... Here's your cake. A salted caramel cake. Still in its box. Delightful. Box. It's Waitrose as well. That's oh, that's a so, good cake. It's, this is so you know it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, mint in box. And, and here's my present. <laughs> Nobody else. From the company. Oh, I can see what it it's is as well. It's not wrapped up properly. No, it's wrapped up Fresh off well. the delivery. I can see what it is. Bubble wrap. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to pop that. Cheap pops. We got any Cheap pops. Oh, this is slowing this segment down. <laughs> yeah. Do it better. Do it better. Quicker. Come on, Faster. Luke. Yes, I'm in. Yeah. It is a real Ghostbusters Whoa. clock. Whoa. Look at how cool that is. That's amazing. That is. That's like proper the UK comic books uh, art style as well. Yeah. You can go on your wall next to your desk. <laughs> I've got the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And Luke. Is from it's from you or is it from everyone? Well, it's from me. But uh, <laughs> hey, the, the, it's from everyone, that's sure. Taking <laughs> <that's, laughs> credit for it. I guess and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not the only people who want to say happy oh, yeah. birthday. So if you have a look at your email. Oh, my emails. If you can put some, a, a microphone oh, in Oh, no. Emails don't make a sound, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you download that video? I will da- download uh, .mp4. Mm. Virus. I hope the, the virus protection that we've just installed is going <laughs> to... Have you got sound, sound up? Uh, I'll turn my sound up. As hard as you can. Download, uh, it's bricked oh, it. Oh, you've got us playing. Oh, I've got got us. I, I don't know what this is, so, yeah, so hopefully it's, uh, that. Hopefully it's nothing it untoward. Really well something you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> can't what a great visual media. This is excellent visual content. I feel like uh, Emmy Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just waiting for VLC to... Did I get her name right? Did not just open if you click Emmy Sakura? Yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, I know, but I don't want to... Like, the, the Windows it's Media Player is rubbish. Thing. It's disappointingly flimsy, isn't it? <laughs> Something that was being sold as a vintage art, clock. It is vintage. It's very cool. I love it. Right, right we got this? Yep. Why do you think it's vintage? Oh, is that slow sound? <laughs> <laughs> I've been arguing. <laughs> Moan. 
Hey, Luke, how's it going? Happy birthday. This is Tom Phillips from WWE. Uh, your friend Andy uh, is a very good friend. Um, I hope I didn't miss your birthday. If it is, uh, happy belated birthday. Um, I hope you enjoyed TLC yesterday. Um, I hope you've had a chance to watch uh, Muppet Christmas Carol because it's a great Christmas movie. You should absolutely check that out. The Muppets are awesome. Um, I just want to let you know, I believe you can defeat Castlevania. <laughs> I believe in you, Luke. can do it. Best of luck. Oh, thanks, Todd. Uh, Todd. Todd Phillips, Todd, everyone. I didn't even oh. ask him to do that. He just sent that. He just, watched, he just watched the, he all the screen stalker. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you all so much. Todd Phillips has sent me a birthday message to say that I could beat Castlevania. That, yeah. that was the only thing he sent, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's nothing else yeah. in my emails, right? No. Okay, well, that's, that's great. Thank you very much, Randy. You're welcome. Ah, that's an excellent well gift. Done, Thank Andy. you. I did actually ask That's him to pl plug Bristol Talk, but he said I can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can, yeah, yeah. We'll, so we'll do that for the next party, so save the cake. Can I have the clock? And we've got the plate. No, we've got to go back in the prop box, Luke. What? Why? <laughs> this is just a segment. But it's I'm a, taking it home. It's all content, Luke. It's not a real <laughs> present. Oh. Right, get back to work. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> 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 well, Todd. Wow, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Uh, the Adnap 2 has just su su super chatted in to say, happy little bit of the birthday. Oh, thanks, the Adnap 2. A little bit of the birthday. A little bit of the birthday. Right, so let's get back on with the full raw review. Yep. So uh, many people are trying to say that his name is Tom Phillips. It's, we, as we all know, it's, it's definitely Todd. Uh, yeah, because that's an old Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho joke. When he was the backstage interviewer, they would... They would say stuff. So. It's Tom. No, it's also we got it wrong. Did on we the get show. it wrong? We once. got it wrong on the show because the, the film director Todd Phillips, yes. who at that point had, was most famous for the Hangover movies, uh, obviously now for the Joker. <laughs> so we just thought it was really funny that we keep running with it, but no one ever picked up on the fact that it was a running joke for us. It's hard to keep up with all the private jokes we've yeah. got. Is Tom Phillips doing anything at the moment? He's not on commentary. He's, He's uh, not backstage. NXT UK, I believe. Oh wow. What, and they take once every six months? He's <laughs> got a lot of time for those cameos. Thank you very much, Todd. Thank you very much, Todd. For sending that in. Uh, what a fan of the channel. <laughs> Seth Rollins is a heel. Yeah. I don't know if everyone was watching WWE uh, last time Seth was a full-on heel but it involved a lot of long opening promos in the ring on episodes of Raw <laughs> John. John. now at the moment it's fine because it's fresh it's a new character hopefully we don't get this to open every Raw for the next six months that's what I'm because I, I, I like this promo I like Seth's performance and everything but I'm just you know mm. Triple H has a way of doing things. And, and this company has a way of doing things, which is you show a video package of what happened last week, and then you have the heel come out to cut a 20-minute promo <sighs> explaining what we just saw in the video, but slower <laughs> with more local sports team references. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Seth, uh, he's, uh, he, he's saying that, well, he came out and then he said, now I will introduce you to two people who have decided to be on the right side of history. And it's the AOP. Yeah. They come down and they all, they all be healy together, standing there, 
Yeah, but suits. I'm glad they weren't like chuckling behind him. Like mm. that's that's the worry. They were like going to be proper heel henchmen. <laughs> they said they were just stood there stoically. I, it's not an act that has clicked for me yet. I'm no. not saying it won't. I'm just saying just the, the visuals of of it's not. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Why? I, well, I think that they look great in suits. But that's the AOP. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. So I see. Yeah. Yeah. AOP were, were brilliant. As as a threesome together, they've not been called the architects of pain yet. So we there's still hope that they might just be Seth and AOP. Yeah. Well, we when are we getting our first match with them? I wonder because it's next week. We're not getting it next week. We know that much. Um, but we appear to still be building towards Seth versus Kevin Owens, who mm. also wasn't on this show, and Rey Mysterio. Of course, we get onto that in a bit. Uh, Seth. This promo was 10 minutes, which is a far cry from the old 20-minute days with the authority. Uh, but it's, you know, I still thought it was a bit too long. It smacked of, we've got to fill some time, mm-hmm. really. And Seth said, being a leader isn't always cool. Yeah. I liked th- and that was the exact phrasing to, of course, reference our good friend, Cable yeah. Allen, Cable the, the, the sign guy. Yeah. Uh, and that sometimes it's about making unpopular decisions I'm a leader, I'm a visionary, I'm going to take this company into the next decade. Yes, and he said that he's got a score to settle tonight, and for what they're going to do tonight, I apologise. Yeah, and you haven't watched my review yet, but he goes, I'm sorry. And it just made me think of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg in Shaun of the Dead. I know, Shaun, I'm sorry. I'll stop doing them when you stop laughing. (laughs) Very good. Uh... But yeah, that that was it. No Kevin Owens here or the rest of the show, which is good. He was on he was on the, you know, spoilers. It's going to be hard not to spoil bits because next Monday's episode was taped around this episode. Yeah. So we know everything that happens next week. So Kevin Owens does come back. Yes. But I I liked uh I liked having him off. TV. Yeah, and I thought it was good because you can like I mean, I I really feel like they should have put over more that he's selling the mm. injuries at home. But, um, yeah, it was good that he wasn't there because it's good to make that beatdown feel like it was a big deal. Yeah. Oh, you got a stump on the concrete. Yeah. That should be something that writes you out for two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, after their cluckold angle. No, no, I used that joke oh, in my... Oh, did you do... Yeah, I used that joke in my review. Did I accidentally steal that from you? No, no, no. I think you had it... We had it down in our notes from the show okay. itself. We're coming up with a lot of chicken puns on the live reactions. Uh, Gallows and Anderson. I think someone else in the chat had said cluck oh, when we stole that. Know. We also so, stole their uh, Marty Skell joke as well. That was good. There was so many, it was Andy's. Yeah, there was, uh, it was Andy's. Yeah, there were so many chicken wings out there. So they, they had a rematch off the back of their TLC lame double countout finish. Yes. Uh, this was a good match. I thought, you know, this was an above average match. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it didn't feel that way because the crowd were dead throughout. Yeah, this crowd was a silent crowd all mm. Night and it's long. a shame, and it's you know it's it's actually maybe it's partly the crowd's fault, but it's more years of conditioning and not getting characters over to the extent that they should be. We're still slightly unsure as well as to whether they taped next week's show before this episode aired, or they you know they did this episode live, or if they did it afterwards. Mm. So it could just be a case of they did the taping beforehand. And that burnt the crowd out for this live show. Yeah, which hopefully is the case because that means we're going to get a more excited crowd next week. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
But yeah, Gallows and Anderson. This was a this was a good match. Went through two ad breaks. Yeah, got a lot of time. I mean, Eric and Ivar are really good. Oh, they're amazing. Ivar, I would say, is the more physically impressive, just because he's bigger. But Eric, oh my god, he actually works the majority of the matches. Mm-hmm. He works 75 percent of the match. Yeah, so hard. He's so strong. Eric but- is really Eric is the Tucker of this act. Built through, uh, built to two really good hot tags as well. All teams run wild, do lots of big moves. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. I love that how the crap, uh, the crowd popped the big. Crap. The crap. <laughs> the, uh, the crowd popped big for the Ivar Moonsault. Well, that was really well worked. So this is right at the end of the match. Carl Anderson is down. Ivar gets up to the second rope, front, uh, front onto Anderson, ready to do the splash or the leg drop. But he thinks about it. It's, it's such a great little pause. And then the crowd realise he's going to go for something bigger, Mm. which is a far more effective way to build the big move than just going straight to the big move. So he turns round and the crowd like all stand up. This dead crowd is suddenly hooked in. The big lad's about to do a dive. (laughs) Not just a dive. He gets to the top rope and he hits this moonsault. It's, you know, it's not Carrillo levels of pretty, but... It's an it's an very impressive, but Gallows pulls out Anderson yeah. uh, to to stop to stop him being hit by it, and then they hit the magic killer for the win. I love finishes like that where it's a tactical error and not someone was just beaten. And it's they've now beaten them twice. Mm. They're the only team in WWE to have beaten them once, and now they've done it twice, which I think is a nice way to further set up them going for the tag titles. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's not like. It, they, and they have had good matches together. There was a few good matches in August that they had. Uh, TLC was a dud. Here, unfortunately, was hampered by the crowd. But I much prefer this direction than let's just have enhancement act, enhancement act, enhancement That's exactly act. And now this is something that has got a bit of substance to it. It's mm. a storyline now. Like This is something that both teams can get into and you can do promos around to try and build. And hopefully when they come to the Clash at the Royal Rumble or whatever show, it will feel like a big deal. Yeah. Uh, they celebrate with AJ Styles backstage afterwards. They're just such a good act I together, love the those. OC. Yeah. Uh, and he talks about beating Randy Orton later on. Uh, then we got a main a- event anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Does he say that? That was what they said it throughout the bloody night. Like every time they mention AJ versus Randy Orton, Vic Joseph had to say a main event anywhere in the world. Just pull AJ- the string. <laughs> AJ- <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Uh, it's a main event anywhere in the world. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. To be fair, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. it is. And they had a great WrestleMania match, and I thought this main event was was great too. It should have been on the TLC card, to be honest. Uh, I, I would have dropped a, quite a number of other matches to have that on there. Then we got Eric Promo, I've run him down, versus Dante Leon. <laughs> That's not his name. It's Eric Rowan. <laughs> uh, and... In a YouTube interview from last Monday, Eric compared what's in this cage to a member of his own family, effectively. And then he squashed Dante Leon. Yeah, Dante Leon, who had very nice hair. Uh, Dante, try- I mean, we, we, we know where this is going. Jobber tries to look in the cage. They get killed. Yeah. I think it's run its course now. Oh, yeah, it ran its course a few weeks ago. I, I mean, this was the... F- but last week had the one where he tried to get the count-out victory and ran down. Yeah. So, I, like, so at least there was a wrinkle to it. And I think this week was just back to the beginning again. So maybe that's why I was like, oh, I wanted something else now. See, now I think this is still going to lead to a spot in the Rumble. And this is how they. This is how you get big Eric Rowan out of the mm. Rumble. He eliminates himself because someone tries to go after the cage. So, you know, to... Let's keep it going until February, maybe even WrestleMania. 
long-term booking. It's not what we meant. We meant good long-term booking. Uh, we got a promo uh, backstage with Andrade and Charlie Caruso. Are you saying Caruso that again? Alert. Andrade. I can't do it when I think about it. <laughs> On Andrade. Andrade. Andrade and Zelina Vega. Andrade's got a big cut over his eye yeah. from the previous night when he was busted open with Carrillo. And there was no mention, no real hint of dissension between the two. I really hope they dropped it. This is going to be one of those dropped storylines where I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't mind. Just drop it, mate. Yeah. Well, I would, if it was a storyline, I would, I would prefer they work that into an angle in the match. And it kind of happened later in the gauntlet. Zelina Vega came out by herself and, you know, you tease like, oh, is she going to side with Carrillo? That's what but, I thought, Ah, yeah. no, it was Andrade all along. Ha-ha, <laughs> they were never fighting rather than just completely... Dr- I, would, I would prefer they tie the loose end up neatly mm-hmm. and it'd be good than just completely dropping something. Do you know what? Like the who is the father to Maria, uh, Maria, Maria Canellis' kids, mm. I'm quite happy to just ignore this one. Uh, then we got a Liv Morgan <laughs> promo. I've written here, promo for Liv Morgan, she takes a sexy bath. Yes, this had YouTube thumbnail written all over it. And yeah. my God, don't we know about YouTube thumbnails here? He, uh, This was, yeah, this was, you know, she's walking around, getting ready in the mirror. She's got a towel on. It's, you know, it's 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 alluring. Got me a bit hot under the collar. I reckon it's all of the leftover props and everything from the Emelina shoot that they did, including the font. Well, that, that, that is definitely true. Uh, the, the font that said Liv Morgan at the bottom and to be continued is the exact same font that they used to use for those Emelina promos. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, that bit. But I, I'm getting a different vibe from this. I'm not getting... I, I know Vince McMahon has this character in his head that he wants to do in 2019 even though maybe it's not right for 2019 or even 2020 and that it's you know kind of stuck in the attitude era and that is a blonde female wrestler who uses sex appeal they've tried it with emma turning her into emmelina they had it with eva marie but she wasn't good enough mm-hmm. and they tried it with lana as yes. well so uh, this is four times a charm yeah it's it's frustrating because they have someone doing that brilliantly in Scarlet Bordeaux in the performance center, but she'll have to weirdly go through four months of doing nothing. She's been an impact. You've got to learn how to work. It's totally bizarre. She's perfect for this role, and she has an element of agency about it because she wants to do it, which makes it not morally complicated. But I wonder if this is going to be a swerve. So we're meant to think that it's going to be Liv Morgan not being Riot Squad Liv Morgan now with the blue tongue and everything. And it's going to be this sexy blonde character. But actually she'll, you know... Funkasaurus. Oh, I was going to say, just come out as... They'll just reunite the Riot Squad again. Mm, That could happen. And it'll just be... She was like, I don't need to change. I'm me and and we'll just do the same, same shtick. I, I got a supernatural element to this. And I'm not saying it's any way part of Bray Wyatt or Firefly Funhouse. I don't know why people keep saying that. I was going <laughs> to say, some people have really gotten it into their head that she's Sister Abigail. Yeah. And she's perfectly cast to be Sister Abigail. So anything that she does, if it's not Sister Abigail, is really going to upset some people. I, d- I don't understand where this has come from. It's like, I like Liv Morgan. I like Bray Wyatt. 
Yeah, they're going to be together definitely. I just, no, I, nothing's been. I don't. I don't even think that would be good. But these are the people. I would imagine the same sort of people that got really mad at Game of Thrones and Last Jedi, not because they didn't like the character directions or anything. It's because the theories that they came up with were not the theories that, that not the direction that they went in. Ergo, those films and TV shows must be bad. I think that's uh, that's simplifying the criticism against those two shows, but. Uh, I but yeah, back to Liv Morgan. The candles, the voiceover where she was talking about destroying herself so the real her can emerge. It's not like she's not talking about makeovers. She's talking about violent acts. There, I don't know. The candles gave me a. There was a slow piano in the background. It felt it felt more gothic. It felt like the scene in a softcore porn movie that that is the nice girl before she goes dark. So you're saying she is going to be Sister Abigail then? <laughs> no, I think she'll be... I think she'll come back as a, a gothic-y character, yeah. but not related to... I, yeah, I Sister. think the swerve is going to be... You think it's this sexy throwback character, but actually it's something completely different. Yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts, if you've got any suggestions. Hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get to some of those comments at the end. Uh, Lana and Lashley came out. They got the biggest reaction to anything on the show. Yeah. Crowds are super into this storyline. And actually, from the reports uh, from the, the double taping, Rusev was the second most over person uh, on the night next to Randy Orton. If you have characters and you tell stories, even if the stories are bad and the character stuff isn't that great, the audience latch onto it. Yeah. It's like gasping for a rope in the, when, you, when you're drowning. That They've seen some semblance of a progression and they've gone for that. And yeah, of course they're invested in that, as opposed to Umberto Carrillo getting beaten and stop-start pushed every week. Exactly. It's a storyline that is progressing week by week by week, and it is changing, and it is moving forwards, and the crowd are invested in this like you would do with a soap opera mm. or a, a, Mar- a series of Marvel movies. We're like, yeah, I want to see the next installment of this, this Marvel story. I want to see the next installment of this Star Wars thing. And they're getting invested in into that because it is a continuous storyline, as opposed to, as you say, a hashtag three week push. Uh, like you know, why get invested in Andrade and Zelina Vega against Sin Cara and Lady Door when one half of that team just disappears? I and it helps that I actually thought this was a good segment. I think Lana's really, Lana's really good. Really she's good. so I, my favorite part of this is when she's cutting the promo. She's like, I want the world to know how much Bobby loves me. And then the crowd starts chanting, Bobby sucks. And she just ad-libs, goes, Bobby does not suck. Yeah. Yeah, And it was a really petulant being like, no, 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 Bobby does not suck. I thought it was a great line delivery. She kept on telling the crowd to shut up and like, you know, and and Bobby was like, show us some respect, which just makes the crowd boom more. And I've got to say, I don't say this often, the content's good. This was a good script to get over what they were trying to get across. Yeah. Just uh, the, the way Bobby... Lana, this was genuinely quite funny. Bobby gets down on his knee because, you know, he said said that I was going to propose to her. And uh, he he calls her the best wrestler in WWE. Yeah. Well, we've kind of skipped a step here because the key to this is that Lana presents a ring Mm. and she wants to give it to, she wants to give it to Bobby Lashley so that Bobby Lashley can propose to her. Um, she kind of like butchered the line a little bit, which they made, kept making fun of throughout the night, and Corey Graves has made fun of on Twitter as well. Um, and Bobby looks like, like I don't want to do this, and so he like you know he takes the ring and he's like, huh, do you know what? I do not like people telling me what to do, apart from you, Lana. Yeah. 
I thought I bought into that. I, I it, thought he yeah. was going to turn. I thought it was really, really good. Like all of a sudden, he's an it, he sold that as like, oh, I'm in too deep. Mm. Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. But actually, he's like, no, 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 I'm just working the crowd and I'm working the people at home. I thought they did it so well. Yeah, and he got down and got onto one knee, as you said, called her the best wrestler in WWE. And um, yeah, and he proposes to her. And Lana brilliantly says, yes, it's just like we rehearse. That's a great line. Yeah. That was that was so good. It, t- it tells so much about character yeah. in, in very succinctly. And then, yeah, she said it's Lana Day. Yeah, so they are getting married on, uh, it's not next week's show, it's the week after. So New Year's Eve Eve. Yes, the Eve Eve show. Yeah, and you know what? Wrestling, stu- wrestling wedding, stupid storyline. Someone's getting through, put through a cake. Um, don't, don't invite Vicky Guerrero. Like, cause I think as soon as you bring out a cake, <laughs> it's like a, a, a radar goes off. Vicky Guerrero's like, I, need some, I must go through this. I thought you were fat shaming. Oh, God, no, no. She gets put through cakes all the time. I know. Uh, now we got a, a hour-long match which had no finish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we got. And it was an hour-long match that the crowd could not have cared less mm. about. Uh, so it was for the United States title number one contendership, uh, of course, held by Rey Mysterio. It started off with the... Luke's a bit ill. Sorry. Uh, the 24-7 champion, R-Truth, he cuts a cute promo about how he wants to win the United States title because when he was growing up, he would watch John Cena wrestle in the, the Open Challenge stuff. It is a cute promo, but he's done this exact promo a couple of times over. Still good. It, and, it, you know, and it is cute and everything, but it is, you know, he's, he has done this before. But like, So to run through this, in terms of you want to know how much WWE have flattened out their own mid-card... This was a uh, one, two, three, four, six person yep. uh, uh, gauntlet match with Ricochet, Andrade, Akira Tozawa, who loses every single week, Umberto Carrillo, who's only now just starting to pick up wins, and Matt Hardy, who loses every week. It's not Drew. It's not Buddy Murphy, who's been winning a lot. It's not Alistair Black, who's on a winning streak. It's a bunch of lads who have either just had matches that mean nothing or matches that they keep losing. Yeah, it it wasn't... What, what I think happened here is they never had a finish planned. Spoilers, it's Carrillo and Andrade as the last two. I didn't know. And Andrade attacks Carrillo, Hamelock DDTs him onto the concrete, which was a great bump, looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it. And then Andrade just walks off. Yeah. There's no finish to the match. So that's obviously what they started with. And they worked backwards from there. And... Yeah, they never had a proper ending to, to work towards. It's backwards booking. So they, they didn't tell a, an interesting enough story. I mean, I mean, when they announced there was a gauntlet match, I said to I, I wrote in my notes, well, you can tell this is a double taping then because <laughs> like that there, like that feels an hour's worth of TV time. We don't have to think about anything else then. But to their credit, WWE have done gauntlet matches better than anyone else in the world for the last couple of years. They've They've made stars... With Kofi and uh, Seth Rollins the year before. Mm-hmm. And they've told really good stories through them that don't fit the template. The baby face starts at number one and lasts to the end. They, they, I mean, one year they did Nia Jax and Sasha in the final two. And Sasha as the baby face was the last one coming out. Yeah. And it worked amazingly despite flying in the face of psychological booking. Yeah, it really worked. 
Um, but this was not one of those cases. I, I thought this was pretty poor. The action, it's unfortunate because the wrestling generally was terrific. Really good. Yeah, particularly when it got to uh, Ricochet and Umberto. Uh, yeah. Really, really good stuff. So just to run through it quickly, Tazawa eliminated Truth really early. Uh, three people chased off Truth for the 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. Shows how little WWE care about that gimmick now. Ricochet Tazawa, which is good. Yep. Really good stuff. Um, <sighs> but Ricochet beat him. Then it was Matt Although, Hardy. I will say Kira Tazawa did hit the deadlift German suplex, so he was the best wrestler <laughs> of the night. Uh, Matt Hardy comes out doing his noughties, early noughties stuff again. I I thought he was an autopilot. I think a lot of people have gone really gone hard on Hardy here, or gone hard for Hardy, I should say. Mm. Um, Sean Ross Adam particularly thought he was absolutely brilliant in this match. I thought he did a really good powerbomb, but generally, I mean, the finish was botched, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kicked out at three, so I don't yeah, know what went wrong there. was there. massive amounts of confusion. And, and the crowd booed. The, com- the commentators didn't know what was going on. They just on. stopped. There was no announcement. Matt just kind of rolled out. I, I, I love Matt, uh, but I've seen him, you know, this isn't even nostalgia pop effort. This is, he phoned it in. Yeah. He's, I mean, to me, he's leaving. He it's is February. leaving. Yeah. Yeah, he's, February's contract's up. He's out the door. And he's probably quite annoyed. Yeah. You know, and he, I know he says that he, on Twitter, that he's grateful and everything. Signed, the, signed that three-year deal thinking I can do broken Matt Hardy on a worldwide scale and wasn't really given that opportunity at all. Like it was brought in a nostalgia act. As a token, they gave him the ability yeah. to like after all the stuff with Impact had finished all the the, the lawsuits and counter lawsuits. And then they like they just didn't get it. And we're like, no, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. Hmm. Back uh, to being a nostalgia act. But Ricochet eliminates Hardy. So next up we have Carrillo. Now this portion of the match I thought was really terrific actually. And Great. The crowd went into it. But it was set up so well because you've got babyface versus babyface. Two high flyers. And Carrillo comes down. Ricochet's already had two matches. So he goes to help up Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Helps him up. Great show of sportsmanship. We're going to fight on respect here. But Ricochet, you know, for someone who preaches that he's a superhero to kids all the time, uses that to roll up Carrillo. Yeah. And, and Carrillo, understandably, is like, what the F, mate? <laughs> So he's that now justifiably annoyed. I also I don't think Ricochet's a bad person for doing that. He just knows it's a gauntlet. He's already wrestled twice. He's got one more person, one more match to go. I'm going to try and use everything to my advantage. Yeah. Uh, so I I thought that was a really nice way to set up a, a layer of conflict between them that wasn't just we are baby faces. We will have a good match. Yeah. I I, I was a big big fan of these two wrestling as well mm. actually. Um, but th- this crowd were not reacting to anything. Even when they did a Canadian Destroyer, which like I mean that usually gets like a masturbatory pop, yeah. like that usually gets like because it's a big flippy move that people go like way for. Not even that, mm. not even a superficial pop. Yeah, I mean it, it, I've written here it just shows that it's not all about in ring wrestling. Certainly not to the casual WWE audience. No, they want characters and storylines. Yeah, and then and then you can use the wrestling on top of that. Yeah, uh, like as you can see with the Rusev Lashley stuff. Completely. And then we ended up with so Carrillo hit the moonsault and won, and that was then set up Andrade. But as you talked about earlier, Andrade just attacks him, lifts up the map, and, D- and gives him the hamlock DDT into the floor, um, and then walks away. Yeah. So Rey Mysterio runs down to sort of go, "Oh, you poor Carrillo," because there's kind of a mentorship thing going on there. But then, yeah, Andrade 
but he should surely he should just roll into the ring, say count count him out. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't try and go for the US title win. Well, he didn't because the story that WWE had booked themselves is for Seth to face Ray next week. Because after that, Ray's in the ring. Uh, Seth and AOP come down. This is the thing that he apologised for earlier, where he says, oh, you've, I've got your steel pipe or lead pipe, whatever it is, that you gave Kevin Owens to beat me up with. Here it is back. Yeah. And AOP beat him up. And, you know, Seth's a pretty good heel here. He, he says, I'm not going to hit the pipe on you. I'm a, I'm a good leader. Walks off, but then just walks back and stomps him anyway. A nice touch here, because obviously, that, as you said, that sets up Seth versus Ray next week for the uh, United States Championship. A really nice touch for this would have been to reference the fact that Brock won the U- uh, Universal Championship this year because he was part of a he won Money in the Bank that he was not a part of. Mm. Oh and, yeah, and I've had Seth won this gauntlet that he wasn't a part of. Yeah. So like you have an Umberto or a Ricochet get through to the end. Oh my God, the big baby face win at the end. Yeah. And then Seth comes down because he's got some business to deal with Ray. And then through, you know, you can do some shenanigans here and there. And Seth somehow inserts himself into the match and wins to set up the uh, the match for next week. Yeah, I like that. I just, it doesn't, it's just the Andrade thing that annoys me. And, and just asking your audience to invest an hour into it. And it would have been fine, I guess, if Seth hadn't come down. And you tease that there's some Ray, because I thought after that angle, oh, well, we're getting Ray... Carrillo and Andrade for next week. Yeah. That sounds great. Sounds a lot of fun. And that's what that finish sets up. The two people who effectively had, I don't know, a double count-out DQ thing in the in the end of the gauntlet match. I'm sure WWE can invent a rule. They're, they're both going to, you know, well, you took out your opponent. You'll both face the champion next week. But to have Seth come down when that was never, that was never what you promised the audience. I just think it's just, it's it's really bad. It's bad. I can't think of a better word for it. Um, I mean, and what I would say, though, is I'm kind of glad that we're not seeing Carrillo next week as a way to sell the, yeah. you know, the the fact that he got DDT'd into the concrete. So let's put over that as a, as a, you know, a big, big thing. Or make him even more of a baby face then. Have him selling that. He's pretty much taped up. No, I want to fight. This is the biggest an eye patch. opportunity in my life. Uh, and then you can kind of protect him in defeat as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> true. Again. Uh, so yeah, Seth and AOP beat uh, up Ray. I've read here, Carrillo gets stretched out to polite applause. <laughs> uh, Seth tells Charlie Caruso, Caruso alert backstage, that he's establishing dominance. It's a big dog move. Yeah, isn't it, it is. Yeah, going to start urinating around the ring by challenging Ray for the US title on Raw next week. If he really wanted to establish dominance, he'd call out Brock Lesnar. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, he's busy. Uh, Randy Orton cuts a promo on AJ from an infinite ex- in- from space. It's just black <laughs> behind him. And we get the Asuka Diana Perazzo match, uh, which Asuka won with an Asuka log. But next, this was probably the best thing on the show. This was great. Becky Lynch sit down interview with Charlie Caruso, has Paul Heyman written all over it. And Becky says she admits to not being herself recently. And then she starts to say how. She's just been put in the tag division and I've come to realise that the powers that be don't want me to lose this title because I'm making the money. Yeah. And at first, I didn't like it. But then she worked that round to what they're trying to stop me. I think Asuka's the best wrestler in this company. She, had, she beat me last night. She beat me 
the same time last year to win mm-hmm. the SmackDown Women's title. She beat me at the Royal Rumble at the start of the year. She's the best. I I need to beat her for me. It was a great bit of character motivation. Yeah. And it, it was the powers that be are stopping me from having this match because they're scared of me having a match with Asuka. Mm. But I want the match with Asuka. I thought it was really, really good stuff. Bit of, lovely bit of storytelling in there. And the fact that Asuka has got her number at the moment really does put Lynch's title in jeopardy at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it makes it really believable that Asuka could beat her again. And it makes Asuka look amazing. Yeah. When you've got Becky Lynch saying, you know, she's the best wrestler in the company, I'm scared of her. And I believe that. When you talk about it, if she did that same promo talking about Charlotte Flair, I'd have switched off. Yeah. But because it's with the right person in that slot... It worked brilliantly. I've got a new theory, by the way. That Asuka doesn't get the hashtag three-week push. She gets the hashtag three-month push. Always from November Mm. to January, she gets pushed. She debuted in November, and then she ran and won the Royal Rumble, and then that ended because they didn't really want to do it, and they ended her streak, then did absolutely nothing. And then last year, started to get a push around November time, won the title in, in December, beat uh, Becky Lynch in, in January and then they were like nah and Charlotte Flair's taking the title yeah. now and here we are again November through to January it, the, the, November to January is Asuka's time for pushes yeah for to set up Charlotte Flair yeah totally doing a bigger match <laughs> yeah I, I mean I hope this one works out better Asuka really should have been Becky's first challenger after Wrestlemania because you had that that Smackdown women's title yeah. win over her from January but this was great. I, I'm really, this is the most into Becky I've been since Mania. Yeah, completely. And even arguably the most I've been into Becky since the Royal Rumble. Because I actually think the WrestleMania build and payoff was a bit naff. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, Ray cut a promo on Andrade for trying to end Carrillo's career and then accepted Seth's challenge. First time ever match. I can't believe that it's a first time ever match. That just, that seems bonkers yeah. to me. What? I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's already happened. So that makes it a bit less. Uh, <laughs> I won't go into that. Uh, but the main event was Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. It's a main event anywhere. It's in the a world. main event anywhere. And it was bloody good. It was really, really good stuff. Uh, I loved Orton's selling of the calf crusher. Yeah. This w- it was my favourite spot of the match. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. It was like Brock Lesnar selling the calf crusher. Yeah, and it was like he was trying to wriggle out. He was trying to position himself so that so that he couldn't lock it in correctly. I thought it was like masterful stuff. Yeah, and then the whole match was based around AJ targeting Orton's Orton's leg yeah. off the back of that, and a load of counters. It was like each guy was always trying to go for a phenomenal forearm or go for the RKO, and the finish oh. was superb because they did this in their match. It wasn't the Mania one, it was another one. Maybe it was even two years ago. But they've always been building around this spot. And that is, AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm, but fakes out. Yeah. So he just did it, and Randy Orton goes up to to counter it into an RKO, but AJ's already faked out. Orton crashes to the floor, sells his leg again. So AJ's like, ha! And they've done that spot before without the leg injury. AJ's like, ha, now I can get him. Does the springboard, boom, RKO anyway. Yeah. Mwah. Really, really nice twist on that. A really good main event. That is why Randy's good. If, if you ever think, oh, Randy's phoning it in this week, Randy Borton, watch a match like this. And you're like, no, he is really good. 
He just needs the right opponent to motivate him because yeah. most of the time he's quite uninspired. Completely, completely agree. Then afterwards, the OC ran down and uh, beat uh, beat up Orson. Viking Raiders came to make the save, but the OC beat them up as well. Um, and that sets up a six-man for next week. Yeah, I. so my only problem with this is AJ lost. And AJ also lost last week to Ray. I think he won a tag the previous week, but the week before that, he lost the United States title. Mm-hmm. AJ shouldn't be losing that much, especially in main events back-to-back. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear you. But I think AJ's the, one of those guys now that they've established that can take a few losses and it doesn't really hurt them too much. I, I, I think that's a mistake. There's only so many times you can do that, of course. Uh, but yeah, that's how it goes off there. Overall, a pretty... Like, the gauntlet match, I, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did, uh, but it was bad. Everything else was just a bit middling. The Becky stuff was fantastic. Yeah. That was a bit of a boring show. Mm. Not the worst show I've ever seen. A um, couple of nice bits to talk about. But it was, you know, it, it it was what it was. It was a filler show. Yeah. Because they were doing a double taping. So this week we had a lot of filler in there. You know, an hour-long gauntlet match that the crowd were just not into at all. So let's get in with your soot, soot, soot super chats. Please do keep getting them in because we'll be answering them all. Uh, we'll just be jumping over to the WrestleTalk.com version at the at the top of the hour. So get them in before four and we can answer them. William Buner, they did say Andrade would get a match later. I missed that. Maybe they meant later as in next week. But he doesn't get a match next week. The U- I, I imagine that means a US title match. Oh, I see. No, oh, I don't think they made that particularly clear. No, no, I don't, I don't think Ray made that clear either. Mm. I mean, he did talk about Carrillo and Andrade at the start of his promo later on, but never, not to my recollection, yeah. including the match. Nate dropped surname. Becky is doing Rocky <laughs> Three. Asuka in Mr. T role. I like that, yeah. But you, have, you haven't seen that one, have you? I haven't seen it. I've only ever seen the first Rocky. Rocky Three is one of the good ones. It's got Hulk Hogan in it. I thought Rocky Four was the good one. No, Rocky Four's the very silly one. Rocky Four is a series of music videos <laughs> loosely, to, loosely tied together by a plot. Do you think Sly Store saw, oh, the MTV generation? <laughs> Sorry, so, so for a podcast listener, Sylvester Sloan has not just walked into the room. Make it the, it's making <laughs> the... Is he from Newcastle? He's, no, he's, he's Christopher Walken. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. No, uh, Rocky Four is the one where... Um, Rocky uh, ends co- the Cold War by winning a boxing match. Spoilers for the end of Rocky That's 4. That's lateral thinking. Uh, and what would Mr. T be in, a- in Rocky 3? Why is Asuka Mr. So be- T? Because he wants the fight and Rocky's like, I've got to beat him. Mm. I, have to, I have to take the fight. Right. Makes, no, no, Rocky, you can't take that fight. You can't take the fight. But he wants to take the fight. It's a weird Sylvester Stallone impression. <laughs> That's Mick. Right, oh, sorry, on the general WWE-related start recording, says, In the Royal Rumble, I think it'd be really cool to see Abyss. Now, that would be a surprise entrance to me because he reminds me so much of TNA. That is a really good shout, of course. Abyss works backstage as a producer in WWE. Yeah. He can definitely still go. And get Abyss his first WWE match. Stare down with The Undertaker. After he turned down The Undertaker match as well. Yeah, that was a WrestleMania 20-something match. Something like that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a really, really good idea. Uh, Start Recording also says, would you guys be interested in Shinsuke Nakamura versus John Morrison for the IC title at Mania? 
I've I've got to say, no John Morrison matchup in WWE excites me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did, am, am I alone there? No, you're not alone. The mm. Zornis, guys, I'm waiting for your outburst because of the sexiest thing with Liv. Sexist. Oh, s- sorry, sexist. <laughs> It's a Freudian blowjob. It really was, I mean, yeah. I mean, slip. Um, even if it's supposed to be a swerve, it has not been called out or explained away. Um, I don't know what the what's sexist about it. Uh, instantly, I just thought of um, uh, Spinal Tap when she says uh, the, the cover is um, sexist. He's like, well, what's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's sexist. <laughs> I, no, nothing, sure, it's a bit objectifying, Uh at the moment, but there's nothing in it that's inherently sexist. No, it's a, to, to it, my view. Well, that's it. Yeah, and an objective. Uh, sorry, objectifying and sexist don't always walk hand in hand. Mm. Yeah, because then you could you could look at any bra advert or any Instagram post and say, "Well, this is sexist." Yeah. Uh, I, but you know, th- I'm not saying it won't turn into that. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, hopefully, Liv Morgan's on board with the character. That's that's when it becomes uncomfortable. And for I me. also think it's going to. You know, flip round on its head. Mm. The Adnap 2, like Emelina, live will return by SummerSlam 2021. <laughs> yeah, I said 2032 in my review. So that's a bit bit earlier. Uh, Nate Drop Surname says, nobody, no black, not even a mention, sad face. It's next week. Well, yeah, the, but I, it's a, like you said, I would have liked to have seen them in the gauntlet match. Sure, that means both men have to be eliminated. And I'm not a fan of doing yet another count out spot. But, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen them have something on this episode. Just a squash match would be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all we've got time for for this portion of the stream. Well, we've literally just got two others today. Oh, we, oh well, let's do those then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you want to do these ones? William Buner, happy some kind of birthday, Luke. Thanks, guys. So it's got to be some kind of mallet. Feely says happy some kind of birthday. Thank you very also, much. Also, because it's a good joke. Wilson Simons, the last Jedi wasn't bad because of theories we made up. It's bad because common sense was thrown away for plot. Things were set. Things that were set up last movie were treated as jokes. And Rose, Rose just sucked. I mean, I'm going to disagree with the last majority of that. Also, and, and this is a lot of thing with people who don't like the last Jedi. Not every, I didn't say every fan mm. felt that way. I said there was a portion of fans who yeah. felt that way. Uh, well, well, we'll see what happens with uh, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, out in just two days. I know. I'm very, very excited. I'm starting to feel excited about that movie now. It's taken me a little while to get there, but I'm starting to get excited. Oh, just the the, Zan, the Zornis has just uh, clarified their comment. Sexist. Ever seen a male wrestler in bath bath uh, robes or, or in a bathtub? I guess. Um, no, you're right. But we haven't had a male wrestler do a sexy gimmick. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's traditionally that's not how you do that kind. You'd, you'd see a, a man in a locker room, I guess. Yeah, to 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 do the gimmick properly. We have Val Venus though; he was a porn star. Yeah, it's it's not like that. That Joey Ryan does porn stuff all the time. He, he suplexes people with his dick. And again, it's it, sexist and objectif- objectification aren't always hand in hand. Mm. Like a sexist character would be a you could argue a, a woman who is a cleaner. And or you know or like the sort of the, the stereotypical housewife role, but even then you would say that's misogynistic. There's more of an argument of Lana, Lana's character at the moment being sexist than Liv's. Mm. I, I don't I don't agree that Lana's is. I just think it's a character. Yeah. But like yeah, I, I think that's off off base. Well, 
before you get into your story, I just want to read out this quick Rusev Hay here. Rusev Hay! Uh, or the, Lana Hay, maybe. Maybe. Um, they don't actually give their name, but their email uh, calls them Irish Demigod. So uh, we'll go with that for now. Um, who says, Hello to all those currently in the studio and all members of the SWAF Nation. Just a quick Rusev hey. Living in Alaska means things don't generally come to my neck of the woods, so I couldn't pass up the opportunity to meet Bret Hart, as he and Shawn Michaels were among my favorites growing up. Personally love his match with Davey Boy at Wembley and Mm. the WrestleMania 12, excuse me, Iron Man match. Um, oh, it does say it. Sean, uh, he who rolls natural 20s. Uh, P.S. Recognize the shirt I'm wearing. Go to the Jericho Cruise next month to collect more autographs and send oh, some yes. your way. And there is a photo of our buddy Sean. And a support WrestleTalk t-shirt. With Brett Nicely there. modeled. With uh, Mr. 4 out of 10, Bret Hart. I didn't even see Bret Hart there. I was so enamored by your clothing choice. And there's a photo that he's got of... Ah, signed pop final figure. Yeah. Bret. Indeed. I'm sure Brett totally knows what they, they are and <coughs> doesn't think they're stupid. Yeah, there was also some signed sunglasses there as well. Um, I'm just going to read this uh, second Rusev Hay episode because it's a Christmas-themed one. Uh, this comes in from Eli, who says, Hey, WrestleTalk crew, this past weekend I attended Every Time I Die Christmas's show, ITD The Season. They, are res- they, um, they had a wrestling... They had wrestling on the second day, which included appearances by The Butcher, The Blade, Best Friends, mm. Orange Cassidy, and even Brody King as Santa. Wow. Don't tell Ring of Honor. <laughs> anyway, at the end of the show, a bunch of guys were on the ice curling, some sliding ice sport, yes. and messing around. Curling was a big thing in the UK for a hot minute, or a cold minute, if you will, because it was at the Olympics, and everyone was like, this is the wackiest sport I've ever seen. We're boss at it as well. We're, we're, we're weirdly good at that sport as a country. Yeah, and you've there's have you seen the bars opened up in London in our neck of the woods where you can go curling? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it became a big thing in the UK because it allowed a lot of terrible comedians to be like, "Well, there's a reason why women are so good at it, isn't it? All the sweeping." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to Eli's email. As I came out of the bathroom, Orange Cassidy was right in front of me without his shades on. I asked for a picture, and he couldn't have been nicer. How did you recognize him? Even his handshake is low effort. He's living the gimmick. <laughs> Thanks for reading out my email. Talk to you soon. Pixar, it didn't happen. And there's a photo of Orange Cassidy and our buddy Eli. He's quite muscular, isn't he? Oh, Orange yeah, he's Cassidy. in shape, yeah. yeah. It's just because he, he, he dresses so non-fitted and relaxed. I don't think I would recognize Orange Cassidy outside of a wrestling ring. Like, if I saw that guy at a show mm. or, like, just in the sort of crowd of something, like, you know, at a curling event, I don't think I'd go, like, I think that's Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I thought it was Orange Cassidy underneath the hood <laughs> in, in TLC when, yeah. when uh, Daniel Bryan came back. Would have been quite a debut for Orange Cassidy, yeah. wouldn't it? The, Attacking the Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how you make a star, WWE. <laughs> Uh, so why don't you tell us about the gig you went to? Well, I uh, after partying like it's 2002 on Friday night with you, I went to party like it was 2004. Uh, which is when I went to university. Is very current for my standards. I went to see Razorlight at, uh, in Brixton, where I was recognised twice. Wow. Which makes me think, which first of all made me look excellent in front of my friends. and Or, or they just think I'm lame. Probably the latter, actually. It's probably they think I'm more lame. Yeah. 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 But... Did they look at you the same way that that guy looked at us when I made my title of your sex tape joke? N- it was it was more of, oh, Ollie's stupid YouTube thing. Mm. But I, I found out that a few... 
friends on the peripheral of my friendship group thought it was a hobby. <laughs> In all fairness, I'm pretty sure started a l- off that way. A lot of people of our age who you know were in their teen years, their late teen years, when YouTube became a mm. thing, do think that it is just <clears> like whenever I've spoken to people about like what do you do for a living? Oh, I, I, I make videos on YouTube. They're like, well, for a living, yeah. Like you can't make a living off of that, can you? Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, I had to explain to accountants, a lawyer. And an insurance broker. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah. That's it, that's it. And they were like, oh, cool. What? So is it just you? I was like, well, there's, uh, there's a few people. Uh. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So Razorlight, I don't know how big they ever got in America, but they've had a fair amount of plays on Spotify. We're looking at a you know a quarter of a billion, I right. think, for America. I'll tell you what, I'll have a look. Have a look at the stats in real time. And it was... Apparently, a 90-minute set, I was told that. I think it's a lie because it went so quickly, which is the sign of a good time, right? Sign of a a good set. Those first two albums, sure, they might have been released a decade and a half ago, but they were chock full of bangers. Haven't listened to a song since. Nothing else that they've released. But they didn't play those songs. They knew their audience. Well done. They might have played the new single just because they have to. However, they came came out and they did a three- Three song encore. First two songs, great. They're bangers. We all know what's coming. The last song is their most popular song. I think it's a bit basic, but sure, it's the most popular one. Which one is that? America. One? How does that one oh, go? Love. Oh, the in America. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Down one. in America. Yeah. Uh, and that's happening. <clears throat> now, Razorlight are quite famed for their lead singer, Johnny Burrell being a total dick in terms of he's very arrogant a lot of people have left the band and rejoined over the years because he is so absorbed by his own ego Mm -hmm. and at the start before he did a lengthy intro of the song and he'd hardly spoken the whole night maybe that's another reason it went so quickly and i thought oh he's changed because their new guitar their old their first guitarist had just rejoined them a week a week before so maybe maybe he's grown as a person uh, but no, he introduced that final song. Took 20 minutes for this introduction mm-hmm. from start to end. It's like a Seth Rollins promo. And and it turned him heel just as effectively. <laughs> yeah. This crowd were all on his side as well. He started by saying that Razorlight were an important part of passing the Climate Change Act in 2011. That's quite a claim. All right. And... Without this, this, there was no comedy there. He genuinely believes that. He probably, he probably tweeted once and he thought, yep, I was instrumental in getting that, you know, okay piece of legislation passed through the government. And then he said, and there are still people doing great work like that today. Let me invite to the stage Extinction Rebellion. And about 20 members of the climate protest group Extinction Rebellion came on stage. A group that I'm in support of. A group that I am also in support of. A group that I would, like, just estimate, 90% of the audience there were in active support of, and the other 10% were indifferent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was just the way the whole thing went down, where it was so obnoxious, so arrogant, so preachy. They were all waving flags that people started to boo. And then, well, I certainly realised it was more funny to boo also. (laughs) And I think that spread. So a lot of us were booing, 
about half of us in jest. Uh, but then she almost the per, the person sort of doing the ten minute monologue on on the climate, which I, again I'm for. No, I'm against climate change. Yes, not for climate change. No, I'm pro climate change. I think this world probably should die out. I it's cold today. <laughs> <laughs> I want more warm days. Um, but yeah, people. Someone threw a drink. Not a not a like a heavy. Thing, but the, the liquid part of the drink, so I sprayed the stage, and it just. And then <laughs> she walked off after this ten-minute monologue, and then Johnny Burrell gets back on the mic and says, "And here's America." <laughs> <laughs> but he was oblivious too. Oh, it was it was a wonderful pe- piece of theatre. Update on Razorlight and Spotify. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> 1.5 million monthly listeners. Sure. Um, the top track. Uh, America, as you said, uh, 63 million. Oh, okay. I massively over 424,059. But I thought I'd play a fun game. What's the other four? Stumble and Fall. No. Uh, Golden Touch. Correct. That's number two. The uh, full length version. Uh, somewhere Else. No. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Somewhere Else is their best song. Ooh. Uh, 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 oh, my God. Now I can't remember a single song other than those. Is Dalston on there? Don't go back to Dalston? No. God. Two of them are off the same album as America, if that helps. Oh, that's her second album. I'm not and, and one of them I actually know. Go on, tell me. Uh, in the morning. In the morning, I know I won't remember a thing. Bum, and then there's bum, quite a bum. drop-off. So you like America is 63 million. Uh, Golden Touch is 44 million. In the morning, 31. The next one, 15. Mm. So it's quite a, quite a dip there. Uh, wire to Wire. Oh, I don't know that. And then at number five, Before I Fall to Pieces. Before I Fall to Pieces. <laughs> Not a lyrics guy. <laughs> no. Or a music guy by the I sound of I can sing things. the title of the song. <laughs> um, right, let's see what we've got in the old email. Well, actually, we did get an email from... Uh, we didn't really get to talk about your birthday. It's probably more important. Well, just before we go into that, uh, we got this from Rockstar Dougal who said, Hello, Luke. I've been listening to the TLC Predictions podcast where you said you thought Razorlight were one of the burst for, uh, worst bands to have any form burst. of success. <laughs> burst. Uh, I find it infuriating how <gasps> Kings of Leon have achieved uh. as much as they, uh, uh, as they, sorry, have achieved as they have, mm. and how awful they are. This has nothing to do with a childish grudge about my band not getting a record deal when they were at their peak. Thank you for all your hard work and great content, Rockstar Dougal. Yeah, Kings of Leon are an interesting one. I wasn't into their first album. <gasps> See any album I like? Didn't understand the appeal. I thought they were very generic. Second album, absolutely amazing. And this is where I've, 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 I'm very different with Kings of Leon because their first album, I think, is a great album that was so different at the time. And then everything they've released since then has been incredibly generic. Well, so their first album that you like was Youth and Young Manhood. Great album. A couple of really good tracks. Marley's Chambers, yeah, Belton uh, track. Aha, Shake Heartbreak is incredible, I think. Uh, the Bucket's fantastic. Bucket's song. a good song. Um, but then, then he, br- as, if I'm getting my trivia correct, the lead singer broke his hand and could only write the most basic melodies. And that's where Sex on Fire came from. Yeah. And th- that was so successful. I hate that song. I think it's really generic and doesn't connect with me on any level. I don't even like singing it. They realized that was the pattern for success and they sort of modeled the rest of their career out of it after it. This is a fun segment, though. People should 
email in bands they just don't get, but everyone else likes. Yeah. It's the same like, you know, what's a movie that you love but everyone else hates? Or an, a movie that everyone else hates than you love? That's what I just said the same thing. You said that. Everyone, yeah. everyone loves and you hate. <laughs> burst. Right, burst. That's a bird My birthday was very lovely, though. Thank you very much. Um, we went to go see Muppet Christmas Carol. So I did the sing along at the Prince Charles, which was actually a rousing success. Oh, lovely. Everyone had a brilliant time. Even the lady partner? Even the lady partner had a lovely time. She told me I had to uh, be quiet at one point because I was singing too loudly. Mm. Um, Were you doing the voices again? Doing the voices. In fact, at one point, a, uh, a child sat in front of me did turn around <laughs> to look at who was singing so loudly and it was it was me. Can you give, uh, just so everyone at home knows, mm-hmm. can you just, can you give a little bit of, you know, did, did pe- <coughs> Pick one that has a few different voices in it. When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. Well, there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hideous and cursed, is the one that they call Scrooge. Yeah, so, I mean, it is... it is. 100% heartwarming. <laughs> you have, your eyes have, have gone all moist. Yeah, yeah. You love that song. You I, love that film. I love that song. I cried while watching it mm. because I do get totes emotion watching it. A, when... Um, it is emotional. When uh, Michael Caine has to look at the, the future version where Tiny <clears throat> Tim isn't, isn't oh. there. And the bit that really, really gets me is when, um, this might be spoilers for, you know, the classic um, Muppet story that, that was adapted by Charles Dickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, where Scrooge gives a donation to the charity with with Bunsen and Beaker, and then uh, Bunsen was like, "Oh, I don't know how we could ever repay you." And Beaker just looks down and realizes he's wearing a scarf, and he takes the scarf off and hands it to Scrooge. And the lo- <laughs> and the look on Scrooge's face when he realizes it's been given his first ever present—it's heartwarming. Um, this is an old Richard Herring thing. But he he says that's Michael Caine's best ever performance. Not only because it is an amazing performance, he, he's in, incredible in that movie. Yeah. But he's doing it not against. He's doing it against people with their hands <laughs> in puppets. Yeah. Another spoiler: <laughs> the Muppets are puppets. Yeah. Operated by people. I believe as well. Michael Caine has said that it's his favorite movie that he's ever done. Wow. Because uh, it must have been a lot of fun to make. Yeah. Have you seen um, some of the deleted scenes? My favourite is when they're at that the, the the future scene where everyone's very sad because Tiny Tim's not there and Miss Piggy goes, Tiny Tim won't be joining us for dinner today. And they all get very sad. And I think it's um, Bettina, one of the daughters, who goes, can I have his dinner? <laughs> very good. I am uh, ready for a similar cry fest. Watching uh, It's a Wonderful Life on Sunday at the Prince Charles. Oh, oh. dearie me. That's, that's a crier. That's a crier. I'm already getting a bit cry, mm. knowing that it's five or six days away. Hello, Bedford Falls. I, I walked up. The, you know, To get to our office, you have to go up a flight of stairs. And I just put my hand down. I was listening to a podcast, and they were kind of talking about It's a Wonderful Life. And I put my hand down on the bottom of the banister... And I looked at my hand and I thought, There's, that's where the little knob at the end would go. And he shouts at little Susie. Oh, Susie! <laughs> you beautiful buildings and lawns. <laughs> I can't wait. It's my favourite film of all time, not just a Christmas film. So my brother's girlfriend, 
as seemingly lived a very sheltered life. So she had she hadn't seen Muppet Christmas Carol mm. before. Oh, did she like it? Yeah, she loved it. She thought it was a lot of oh, fun. Oh, good. Um, and she very she's a musically minded person. So she's, she's a keeper. So she very much enjoyed the uh, songs. Mm. But she's also never seen Elf. So <gasps> we're going to be watching that over Christmas. Wow. She's also never seen It's a Wonderful Life. What? Was she a Jehovah's Witness or something? No, it's what, just they that just not was, do Christmas. They did. Do, they do Christmas. It's that she doesn't really watch movies. Wow. So she hasn't seen a lot of these Christmas films. So we're going to watch uh, Elf, which I'm very look, very much looking forward to because I love that movie. Bye, buddy. Hope mm. you find your dad. I uh, wow, yeah. But because watching films with someone who's never, it, you can kind of live vicariously through them. Uh, it can become a torturous experience though. if they don't like it. And you're looking, you're looking over <laughs> and hope. Yeah, did you yeah, see that yeah, bit? Yeah, that and, and they're like, yeah, it was good. I was like, oh, should we watch it again because you're not enjoying it as much as I want you to? Did you hear him? He said, "Buddy the Elf, what's your favourite colour?" It's yeah. funny, right? Francisco, <laughs> Francisco. Uh, anyway, we've got to get into the show. Oh yeah, I suppose we have. No, no, we've got to get out of the show. We've already done the. Oh yeah, that's how show. time works. <laughs> yeah. But we've got to go record that show. Anyway, thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we've got a packed show of shows this coming <laughs> week. Um, we've got uh, the NXT and AEW reviews going up on Thursday. Um, the Screenstalker podcast is going to be having some stuff going. The Jumanji review is going to be going Ooh. up this week. And Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. There are plans, tentative plans to watch that movie at 6am in a cinema on Thursday. There are plans. <laughs> uh, we'll have the usual magazine show going up on uh, Friday as well, as well as the Smackdown review on Saturday with Pete and Andy. And then next week, Christmas Ahoy, the Christmas special is next week. It's next Wednesday. I can't believe it's Christmas next Wednesday. I know, it's come around quick. It's Yeah, it's, it's Christmas Eve. Week. A week tomorrow. I got it. Yeah. No, a week today. You're doing a the week. same thing that I did because I keep thinking it's Monday. Because we watched Raw. was a weird day. Well, like, and then I watch Raw. So I always, yeah. whenever I see Raw, I always think it's a Monday and I forget actually it's a Tuesday <laughs> that we're watching it. So, you yeah, know, right, it's a week today. So mm. they're actually, there's only seven more days till Christmas. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 